awesome. Today, I'm super duper excited. I don't think you can, um, unfortunately, you can't see my face. Even if you're in the room with me, you can't see my face. But I am like beaming because we have somebody with us who has been in um, coding for a very long time. Um, not a very long time. I take that back for a while. It's okay. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> but she worked for Fortune 500 companies, which is um, beyond me. Like just even thinking about that is intense. Um, and now she's here with us at our school teaching coding in the upper school. We have Julie Good with us today. Hey, Julie. Hey, thank <laughs> you for having me. I'm excited to be here to share my passion for students and learning coding. Awesome. I can't wait because we, um, we dabble um, quite a bit, but you do a lot more than dabble. So what is it that you do in your classroom with your kiddos? Um, well, maybe we should start with what coding actually is. Do, do they yes. already know? No, go for it. Okay, so I'm going to turn that page just to make sure I don't <laughs> screw it up. Okay, so coding actually is solving a problem to gain results via a programming language, algorithmic development, and logic, plus creativity. Sometimes that's not included in a standard definition. Right. Using a computing device. And back in the day, we didn't use computing device because there were only computers. Now, our phone is a computer, our watches are computers, you know, on and on. So that's what coding is in its definition. When you break it down, it has a language linguistic del uh, component. And so children are learning grammar of that language and applying that to a problem that they develop using their algorithmic development skills, which is basically taking a problem, breaking it down into steps, planning it out, and then they code it in that language. And of course, the computer is not as intelligent as we. A computer cannot make inferences, cannot make little corrections on, you know, just pivot in place. So everything has to be exact. And that's where perseverance comes in. Kids learn a great deal of perseverance just dealing with the language itself and the strictness of the grammar. Mm -hmm. But what results is their, their joy at finally solving and creating and as the levels get harder yeah so and of course they use logic yeah right. you have to use logic you have to think yes. of all the possible scenarios that go on um, and then of course there's debugging and testing which again lots of perseverance debugging pulls in teamwork mm -hmm. so we in our classes we work a lot of togetherness another set of eyes on the problem um, I visited your classroom Rachel yeah. and the kids, it, it was such a joyful day because those kids just jumped in and they took to it. They were helping each other. They were being competitive about it, which mm -hmm. was super fun. And um, that's the typical computer science classroom. It is just psych exciting. It's yeah. what they now yeah. call computational thinking. Right? Yeah. All yes. Those different parts. Yep. Right. I, uh, I love that your definition had the creativity in it because mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes that's mislooked over. So yes. it's like if you're a creative person, coding is probably not your thing because coding is very in the box and you can't oh, butt it up. Yes, but. and the thing about creativity is that, A, each coder, and of course this, this develops more when you have had some time to develop your coding. So if I looked at Nathan's code, I would probably see a certain style. There are conventions that we all follow, and especially if you're in a company, you follow those conventions very ardently, but it, uh, literally, they can find hackers by their style. Mm. 
So you actually have your own creative kind of style that you have. And then the other thing, the creativity really pops out in the types of problems you choose to solve. And that's where, you know, how the heck did we get phones that do what we do? I mean, when I was growing up, phones, when I was young, they weren't even attached to the wall yet. They were, I, was, I grew up military, so they, they were big black phones that sat and you had to sit right where it was, or you had to run to the hall, wherever it was, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so the creativity has led us to basically everything being on a computer device now. Yeah, yes. yeah. creativity is very, very important. It, it's intense sometimes when you think about where it all lives in our lives. Um, I c could not imagine living without any of those devices in my life right now. Right. So it's, it's great to think about how far they've gone with all of that. Yeah. I have, and historically, if Turing hadn't solved the German Enigma machine back in early World War I, I mean World War II, what would have happened? Right. We might be speaking German right now. Right. The Gates. Because right? I mean, <laughs> that was a huge breakthrough. It was huge. Huge. And the, the humans were able to break, you know, they were able to break the code. But then the day changed and there was a new one, right? right? right. So it was one of those things. Oh, I have a quote that I really love. And the funny thing about this quote is it's very old. It, Einstein said it, so it's oh, obviously old because oh, yeah. he's been dead quite a while. Right. <laughs> he said, computers are incredibly fast, accurate, and stupid. Humans are incredibly slow, inaccurate, and brilliant. <laughs> Together, they are powerful beyond imagination. That's fantastic. That's true. And it's still true that today. That's fantastic. Computers are not smarter than we are. They're, they can just memorize a bunch of stuff, right? They've just got it in their data bank and can pop it in. Right. They can run scenarios, and they're quite useful at that. But, <laughs> but they have to be planned scenarios. They can't, they can't creatively think out of the box like we were right. talking about. Right. That's awesome. I think that's what's great about here at All Saints is that we're able to start coding all the way from pre all the way down with the preschoolers. Mm -hmm. I'm able to do stuff with preschoolers. It's a very basic. Just here's a robot and a robot, like you said can't really do anything on its own. You have to give it instructions and tell it what to do. And then it may just be put it on this black line and it follows the black line maze that you created, but right. you created the maze, so it's gonna follow the maze you created. Yes. I mean, just even with the preschoolers, they're three years old and they're already learning Start them young. the basics right. of robots and it can't think by itself. You gotta tell it what to do. It needs your brain and your instructions. Yeah. And then it builds all the way up through 12th grade here. So uh, yeah, I think it's, highly important and I love everything that, that Cindy does with coding and with the littles because as yeah. you said it is a language and it's more mm -hmm. than just yes. the one language. I mean you Correct. Could, you're Many talking different. about a load of different languages Correct. Um, that they can learn. So I think it is great that we start them with that base young and right. then grow from there. That's right. Yeah. Very important. So I'll have taught kindergartners binary code. Good, basic, good. Just the basic ones and zeros, ones and zeros. There's cute little YouTube songs you can find. And yes. just teaching them the zeros and ones, ones and zeros, and learning to write things in binary code. So they've done all the little things people probably have heard of before, making Christmas ornaments using beads, but spelling their name, you know, in binary in code. In ones and zeros, good, yeah, good. ones and zeros. So they're doing some language conversion they are, there, yes. which is really and good. Learning about yeah. the switches that used to be inside, and they're either off or on, off or on, and zero right. means off, one means on, and just things like that. They're really cute because they get so excited when they start talking about it. It's ones and zeros, ones and zeros. <laughs> but um, That's all the computer yeah. is. 
It's all there. It's in there. It's all ones, it's ones and, and zeros. zeros. And so start that as young as the, our pre-Kers yeah. and kindergartners yeah. are learning binary code and. We do a lot of things that are even unplugged coding that don't require a device. Correct. So because to, to teach them that again, coding very important. Yeah. To teach them coding is following a list of directions. It's following one, then you go to the next, and you go to the next by just doing simple, even just following the leader, playing little games, doing right. hopscotch. There's great um, resources out there. Um, I know Brooke Brown is one that does a lot of stuff for little the little kids, and she creates these adorable little. Um, hopscotch games that are coding and play coding and you make a little track and they've got to know to go forward to when they get to that certain whatever they got to do whatever task it might be do to right. do a jumping jack and then teaches them words like loop what a loop means and repeats and good, good. things like that that yes. it's a command and so oh, it's yeah. a lot of fun just watching them go through and they think they're just playing a game but they don't realize <laughs> they're then, getting yeah. a little indoctrinated <laughs> a little bit in, in the, the language a little bit but yeah it is. When I did my coding camp uh, this summer, I started out with a um, code the teacher to get dressed. So <laughs> it was a, um, you know, tell me how to get dressed. Yeah. And so, of course, you know, it teaches them how dumb computers can be mm -hmm. if and you how don't explicit. give. They're, they're yes. absolutely explicit. So, yes. And that was it. I mean, they, they said, okay, put your shoe on. And so I put it on my hand, you know, uh -huh. yes. um, just to show them that you've got to tell it exactly what it is you want them to do. <laughs> that is how a, the most famous computer science course in the world is called CS50. It's taught at Harvard by a man named, named David Malin. He himself went through CS50 when he was a student at Harvard. And his class starts every year with make a peanut butter sandwich. So I'll have oh. four or five people in the front. Uh -huh. You can go look online, and it's hilarious. Yeah. And he'll, he'll have some of his TAs, but then he'll have audience members. And it is, there's a list at, I don't know if it's done every year or every so often, but of the top 10 college courses. And he's, a, he's in it every year, his wow. course. Yeah. But in terms of computer science, it's like ginormous. I remember doing the peanut yeah. butter and jelly thing with like just in, in language arts, which is how to writing. So you forget you yeah, have to tell everybody. So they basically have a how to. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. It's that's a how good. to writing essentially, but with code instead of that's right. Paragraphing. <laughs> that's right. It's all fun. So when our babies graduate, they hit you and they learn which well, language. <laughs> okay, so my desire, and I think you would agree with me, and probably you would agree with me, is that really all children should be exposed to um, the, the high school version of actually learning how to code in a language like Python or Java because of the benefits of, of it. Um, so right now, children have to ask for it, and it has to be fit into their schedule. It is not a priority. If I ran the world, <laughs> every school would make any child after they took algebra take it. Matter of fact, I worked at a school, the Talent and Gifted School of Dallas, for two years before I came over here. I had previously been in Singapore for 11 years. And there, every child took um, Java programming freshman year. Now, then they, for two years, for part of the time I was there, they were doing AP computer science principles the freshmen took it. No. They had to learn the language, and then they had to create authentic uh, projects. It was crazy. Wow. So that was the second year they had done it. It was my first year there, and I said to the principal, I said, this is not beneficial. We're going to turn kids away. It's a very, and it's, it was very intense for the teacher as well. And because I had 79 kids, not in one class, but in three right. classes. They were big classes. And so that was a big task. 
But they took, they, so, but all kids there take freshman year, two-thirds of any class would go on and take APCSA sophomore year, two-thirds. And then if you really liked it, you took data structures your third year, and your fourth year you took discrete mathematics with functional programming. So these are kids that quite frequently could get into the Turing School, which is the Honors Computer Science at the University of Texas, Austin. That's awesome. So, but but what they what would they learn? Okay. Uh, they, would, they would learn a new language, right? There's your linguistic okay. component, and it's what, in what we call pseudo English. Python is more Englishy than Java. Java is a little bit more intense. However, Java is the language we teach AP Computer Science A in, and so we still want them to have some uh, preparedness for that. But Python. You're going to learn all the same skills, like you were talking, that started in kindergarten, the looping, the repetition, conditionals, asking questions, um, how to output, how to read input, how to solve problems, all the algorithmic steps that we would go through. So we're going to do all those things, right? And what happens is, and, and, uh, and I, I want to clarify that, that sometimes people think, well, not everyone should take it because really only kids that are good at math are good at coding. And that's false. Mm -hmm. they, they have an advantage because if you are a good math student, especially at the high school level, you have learned to grapple and contend with problems mm. successfully. And sometimes that is just because you got started learning numbers earlier, mm -hmm. right? And your number sense grew quicker. Or maybe your parents were more involved. So there's a lot of stuff that's very uh, cultural or family-based. But the reality is that you have to experience it to know if it's something that will grab you. Right. Right? And if it grabs you, what a field to grab you. It is the largest growing industry in terms of jobs mm -hmm. in the world. Like, it just is. And there's so mm -hmm. many. And I'll give you an example. I was working with a, a professor at the University of Texas developing a data, uh, um, data structures course for Singapore American School. And so I was working with him in Austin. And, he said, I gotta show you this, because I asked him, is the hype real? Are there really gonna be 1.1 million jobs out there in the near future? This was in 2015. He pulled out this piece of paper, it was multiple pieces, and he said, this is from our job fair this spring. He showed it to me and he said, look how many jobs there are for computer science majors. This was a natural sciences computer fair, I mean, uh, job fair, kind of like internships, like who's, mm -hmm. Almost all of them were computer science. And it didn't matter what the industry was, what the company was, mm -hmm. they wanted people who can think. And that's why everybody should be taking it. Why are we denying this growth in critical thinking and algorithmic thinking? You know, why are we denying kids that we say, oh, well, they're not strong in math, so they wouldn't like it? And of course, on their own, they may not choose it. Right. But you certainly aren't going to choose it in university level. Right. It's going to be way too intimidating, right? Right. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when kids have that choice, well, computer science seems overwhelming, I guess, maybe, Correct. is the yeah, word. So it's when kind you of see a, that a, on the piece of paper. Yeah. We don't really know what it is, really. Right. And they don't realize that it's just learning to communicate right. with a computer and solve a problem. Right, and I can't tell you, I mean, the, when you came to my class and we just did that one day, yeah. we, I have that 80 minute class and for 80 minutes you were in there. And I have kids now that are like, oh, I definitely wanna take coding. Yeah. But before they, before 
they had no clue. They were yeah, like, they knew, you know, yeah, yeah. So what was you're it? Exposed. What was it y'all did that got them? Oh, that we changed did. Their mind? We did something that was on Code HS, so that I didn't have to worry about platform. Everyone could just sign on, and they were do. They were writing statements. Basically, they were what we would call uh, function calls that did certain things, and they learned multiple different functions to make movement on the screen, to draw shapes on the screen, and they were phenomenal. I don't know the intellect level of any of those kids. I, I don't know them. But if I had to guess, I would say, oops, <laughs> I would have to say, these were all really smart kids, but it could be that they were just grabbed by it. Right. What age group were they? My eighth graders. Eighth graders? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because she was smart enough and innovative enough to say, hey, maybe they need to know what's coming, yeah. and that's the big deal. That's mm -hmm. a big now deal. Now if we could all work together and make people the right people realize how important coding is. Right. Because it improves your math skills, all that right. thinking, all right. that problem solving. 100%. 100%. Mm -hmm. And yeah. again, it's, it's again just showing the creative level. I think we really get stuck on it's got to be super out of the box creative. And sometimes when we think about coding, it doesn't seem like out of the box creative when we, when we know that it is. But it's, it's just getting that out there and getting that word out there that, that yeah. it is as out of the boxes. As it, it is. is. And, and when I was walking around and looking at your students' code, they each went about it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like that personal creativity. Mm -hmm. and, and it shows that they're not all thinking the same. And the power that results from two students coming at a problem from a different oh, way. It's my favorite. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and, then, and then in the end, they learn there's multiple different ways. And that's part of logical thinking. That, and, and we want that as a life skill. Yes. And so that logical thinking, realizing that there's all these paths. So imagine, I'm assuming, are you married? No. Okay, but, but, but you're married, and yes. I'm married, and you know what marriage is about. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. You take two unique people, and all of a sudden they have to live together and agree on everything. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> However, and so it, it, it results in fights or you know, divorces or whatever. But the reality is, if we all had strong logical thinking, we might say, you know what? There were a lot of consequences, there were a lot of possibilities that led my husband and I, or my partner and I, to this point where we have differences. I wonder what those are. And so, as a computer scientist, that's just the way I think. And so, when my, when my husband and I would have trouble, I would think, you know what? He was raised by very different people. And I have to look at their personalities and say, that's an influence. If you can influence a child's thinking so that they don't get upset, angry, turn away mm -hmm. as an adult from a problem, oh, yes. we want them to be strong, tenacious, beautiful human beings who can think and run at a challenge, not flee from it. Mm -hmm. That's the best thing about computer science. Yes. That's Absolutely. the best thing. Yes. That's and you're starting in kindergarten. with preschoolers. Yes. yes. Three-year-olds. Three-year-olds. Yes. Start them realizing yeah. that it might be hard, yes. but they just light up when they, yes. the harder something is, the more they light up. Yes. Yes. That's a huge thing. It's I mean, a huge plus. Getting them to that frustration point, I think sometimes um, as teachers we might get scared to, and I say this to the, the ones that aren't scared to do this, but yeah. <laughs> we might get scared to hit that frustration level with them because we don't want to deal with the meltdown or whatever. Right. Yeah. But sometimes it is pushing them. My, my seventh graders are there right now. Um, but it's pushing them to that frustration level because right. we need to get to that point where figure it out. Well, even doing simple things like using the B-Bots, which is just simple directional coding. Right. 
And they go, it didn't go. It didn't go where I wanted it to go. Oh, well, Bebot doesn't think for itself. Try again. You have to put in the things. Did you remember to, when you got to go through the checklist, did you remember to wipe away the previous code? Did you count the number of steps? Walk them through. No? Okay, so don't get mad at the Bebot. <laughs> it's mad. not the Bebot's fault. Try so it let's right. try it again. <laughs> put it back on start and go again. You know, to teach them to resilience, I guess. Mm -hmm. A little bit. A little bit, that growth mindset. Yeah. That's where all about my classroom. And... We have that all over the classroom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and part of it is is making sure that we spread the word, especially the parent community has to buy in, mm -hmm. the administration has to buy in, because sometimes if it's just you in your classroom and you're kind of hung out to dry, everyone has to realize the benefits of a child overcoming frailties mm -hmm. and we do a lot to make life easy mm -hmm. and you know you get to be my age I'm nearly 60 and yeah I want an easy life I've worked my butt off most of my life I started working at 13 but the reality is if I as a parent wanted the life to be easy for my kids while they're growing your muscles won't develop mm -hmm. your intellect won't develop you'll you'll run and flee and throw fits mm -hmm. like we want them to be tough we want them to yes. to charge ahead and to try yeah. Yeah. It goes to simple stuff as tying shoes. Yes. There's yes, a step exactly. to tying a exactly. shoe. Yes. And yes, it's easier for a parent to just let me do it real yes. quick. Exactly. exactly. But you're, just, you're doing a disservice it's, if you don't let them struggle through really it. It's really hard yeah. as a parent. I'm, I'm speaking as a nanny. I'm not a parent. But yeah. it's really hard to not choose the easier route. It's easier for me to just do this for yeah. you. However, no. And there <laughs> are times I when can't. it's appropriate for you to step in right. and say, look, we are running late. I'm going to do this for right. you. But when you get home, you're going to practice tying yeah. your shoes. And that goes to, yeah. to things that um, are in the realm of responsibility. You know, do you always clean up after your child? Or are you teaching them the joy yeah. of being a productive right. member of a family, 100%. which later they will join a bigger family, society, mm -hmm. and they will be productive. They will find meaning. They will find joy not circumstantial happiness right right i have found my kids in my stem class that love it most and that succeed more are the ones where i can i know that at home that they have to work at home yeah and they have to come across problems and they do um and so they're more they're more accustomed to it i yeah. suppose mm -hmm. um which sets them up for, for they're more willing to take everything the risk else. and to try. Yes, very much. Know which that, is everything, oh, yeah. everything that we do right. um, is just to try. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the other beauties of computer science as a course at the high school level. Because kids in high school, they care about their grades. Yes. Right? I have my hands crossed in, in, my, in, in prayer form because that's how they feel about it. They, they want good grades. And you don't want them to have easy grades. You want them to earn the grade. But in computer science, you teach one thing. You teach them how to output first you know, in a formal language, and then you add uh, how to work with numbers, and then you go on and you add conditionals, asking a question, but each thing continues to use what is before it. So if on my first test, unit one, they get a 70, I say, don't worry, keep working, keep practicing, you're going to keep using all those same skills. If you get an 80 on the next one, bam, gone, you get an 80. Mm -hmm. So they love that. They love the fact that I can grade in that manner, and that's, that's a high school thing, because I don't know grades don't matter quite as much in the younger years. But, um, and they love that they work as a team and that they help one another, and they love it. They, they love, of course, giving help, but they even learn to love getting help. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it, it's a, it builds a sense of community and trust, and I don't know, it's such a beautiful thing to do. It is a well-kept secret that it is the best high school course to teach. 
Now so, everybody knows, but it really well, knows. Knows. Okay, so if I'm, really is. If I'm listening to this podcast, and I, I, I don't know who's going to be listening to this podcast, um, but <laughs> if I'm listening to this podcast and I don't have a computer science department in my school, but I'm really interested, yeah. what do I do? Because you grew your department when you were doing your yes. work over in China, right? Singapore. Singapore, yep. excuse me. Uh-huh. When you were over there, you grew your department. Yes. Massively. So Massively. if I'm listening and I'm like, I'm really interested, That's I think right. that is great for the children. How do I, how do I do it? So, you know, there, there are programs out there that try to help you that are online programs. Uh, it's never going to be the same thing. The neatest thing is, let's say that you're a math teacher and you want to branch off and start computer science. If you've never done it before, don't be afraid. Some of the best experiences for teachers have been learning maybe two weeks ahead of their students because all the issues and situations and problems happen to you before they happen to them. Mm-hmm. I've read it over and over. Now, I already was a programmer you know, by, by my studies, but when I first started teaching programming to students, when I, when I switched over to uh, left industry and went into teaching, um, I had to learn Java because Java wasn't taught back when I graduated in 1985. Mm-hmm. So I got to learn Java like in front of my kids. I started in the summer, and it was a competition team that I was doing, UIL, Academic UIL, and, and it was awesome. It was a magical experience. It was magical. Now, if they want to contact me, you can give them my information. I have tons of great material that I got from another guy in Pennsylvania because as a computer scientist, one of the rules of computer science is we've been green for a lot longer than the rest of the world. You never remake or do something that you can do with someone else's code or someone else's work. Reuse, reuse, reuse. (laughs) So that's a principle in computer science. And so my first thing when I took over the computer science program at Singapore was I went out and looked for the best material. It was not in books. None of the books were good. Um, And I found this guy who was a former engineer, which is not surprising, and it was a great material, and we've collaborated since then. And he even looks at my stuff on Dropbox and sees some changes that I've made to his, his uh, material. And then he adapts it into his stuff. And we just work back and forth like that. But I would be happy to help them get started. Awesome. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What is that from? I just said it, and it like it, in my head. Amazing bones. I watch bones a lot. Oh, I it's love from, bones. Yeah, it's from bones. Why am I better? I'm not surprised. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we better. I could talk forever, but I guess we better wrap it up. Okay. I think um, we're doing separate little podcasts. I'll be doing one with just my um, early learning in mm-hmm. lower school kids. I'm mm-hmm. kind of sharing their experience of coding and what they've been doing in different yeah, projects yeah, they're good. doing, um, so people can get ideas on how to. Incorporate yeah. coding in there. This month divisions. of March is all about coding. So each nice. each one of our podcasts, we're starting mm-hmm. out with you because you are the coding expert. Um, <laughs> but we will be hitting each of our divisions yes. and talking about what it so is. Those we are do to come. <laughs> so keep listening, uh, and we will talk about coding until April, and then we'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank all right, you so thank much you. for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye.